0: Wow, that was cool. Yeah, we got, we got our own intro. <laughs> I feel very professional, don't you? It's like
1: the morning news.
0: It really is. We need to. We were talked earlier about doing the uh, the weather. We need to do something
1: like a weather report. So, so if this is more like the news. Don't tell me you're Matt Lauer. You got button <laughs> Am I <laughs> the door into the desk? <laughs> Am I gonna like feel your legs? Yeah, and, uh, squeeze, like squeeze, so squeeze wearing Martina? long pants.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I I would be more like Walter Cronkite. If I was going to be that, guy, I like
1: Walter Cronkite. Yeah. He seemed like he was uh, all about the news, very professional. Yes, yeah, like straight lace, yeah. no BS. The I news know. has changed a lot since then. Yeah, I want to be Ron Burgundy. Ron Burgundy. <laughs> you, you are a lot more like Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I'm more like Walter like well, <laughs>
0: It's quite yeah. a mix. Yeah, quite a mix. So, guys, we are here for the very first readiness report, kind of like 2.0. Right? Yeah, that's the next phase. It is the next phase. And if you don't know already, which you probably do, uh, I'm Aaron Singerman, CEO of Redcon One. And I'm Eric Hart, president of Redcon One. Yes. And so uh, this episode is important, not just because it's number one, but it's important because it kind of establishes who we are, what this is supposed to be about, what the readiness report, uh, the new readiness report is going to be in the future. And so initially, the readiness report, which we would have done Saturdays, Eduardo and I, for I think almost the entire time, right? Three or pretty, pretty four much years. The full four years. Yeah. So yeah, for the about almost the four years that we've been in business, Eduardo and I on Saturdays have going to been coming to the office. My wife hasn't been happy about that, but I've been coming to the office every Saturday and uh, and doing this and talking about what's going on in the world of Redcon One, what's going on, uh, new product wise, innovation wise, and focusing on that. And uh, that was awesome for a long time. But like everything else for Redcon 1 and for us, and for me personally, you have to innovate, you have to adapt, or you die, right? You have to make progress always.
1: And go ahead. Yeah, and I think part of that, too, is we kind of looked internally and said, you know, what's the stuff that we stopped doing maybe because we got so busy, things we like, like weekly debriefing. um Yeah. And really, I think when we did the live readiness trials, as I remember us looking at each other going, okay, this is the format we need. Yeah, this is what we need to do. For the readiness trials, we gave away $50,000, the
0: last one. And then it was a lot of fun. We did this. We had Jay Cutler on with us live. We had Martin Ford. We had Ron Norman, the most muscular account in the world. And then we also had all the contestants. We said, "Man, if we can do this, we can do this with this kind of content, this kind of production value. Why the hell are we not doing this regularly? So it can kind of give us the motivation
1: to do what we're doing now. Yeah, because there's a lot of good content we used to produce and we just, to be honest, got busy. Yeah, And we're to now to get back to, when we started the business, but no one knows, our whole point was, let's just produce content. Yeah. You don't know, really like, let's get good content out there. It wasn't always gonna be bodybuilding. It was gonna be business, bodybuilding, you name it. Just have videos company. on how to build your credit. Yeah. yeah initially. Look at some of our people got better credit. <laughs> yeah, some them, literally, some people got better
0: credit because of those videos. I, You know, the, that was the, the MO of the business from the very beginning. If you watch our very first videos with Dallas McCarver, we said the plan behind Redcon 1 was to provide value to the customer, give them value in terms of content, and hope that they come back and purchase a shirt or a product and love that, and then become advocates of the brand. And that's really what truly happened. But along the way especially towards the end, we've been picking up pace so fast and adding doors and new channels. And I mean, it's been growing so fast that we kind of took a step back from that and, and focused more on on building the business and less on building the content. So this
1: is our chance to change that. Yeah, because I mean, you and I are heavily involved in the day-to-day or it's not absenteeism. I mean, it's like, sure some days- It's day-to-day. Day. It's day-to-day-to-day, day to night-to-night, day day. Day like, all night. Yeah, it's crazy. But I think it's this, by doing this on Thursday nights, it gives you and I a chance to kind of take a breather, do what we started out yeah. to do, take, take a little bit of stuff back and a breath and do something we actually like to do. Exactly. Not that we don't like everything, but it Wait. just, yeah, kind of take a break for a minute. Yeah, take a break. And well, we had fun doing
0: that with the the, uh, the readiness challenge and the trials and everything. And so this show is not going to be about the... The what is going on, and right kind of While it may talk about a new product or something, or may mention a deal that's coming up, the truth is that this show is going to be about what's going on in the world, uh, our opinions and beliefs on life in general, on success, on building businesses, on family. Both Eric and I have uh, families. Maybe and, not after this, but it doesn't That's that. You know, uh, but uh, all of that, you know, all of the main things about life and uh, and the news of the day. This is a weird time in the in the. In the world for many of you guys watching and and for the world in general right and i feel like in in my life in business i've been very reserved on giving my opinions on a lot of things even though i have very strong opinions on many things um, but i always said like you know what i don't want to be divisive i don't want to you know cause any gap you know where you know not including every single person so if i say something that's important or my opinion that's different and other people may say, "Well, that's not my opinion. I don't want to support the company anymore." And so that's always been my fear. But I think that Red Cohen has finally passed that, and that if the people don't like something that we say and they don't want to buy the great products at great prices because something I say, then or you say, then that's okay. Then that, that, that's fine, you know. And I think that now, I think as we go further, I realize that by engaging our core demographic and and focusing on them even though you may get rid of or or remove a tiny portion that that isn't part of your main demographic, that doesn't like what you're saying, that you'll just ingratiate yourself more with the people that already like
1: the brand and the product and what we see. Yeah, they are aligned to our beliefs as a brand. So, and again, some of that like you said, is just going to be our personal opinion. Yeah. You know, it's just how we view something. And, And hopefully the people that are
0: watching that, if we say something that they find controversial or not something they agree with, hopefully that doesn't make them say oh, I don't like the brand anymore because that's really what America is is consenting different opinions where people may not always agree but they can agree to hear the other person's opinion freedom of speech is you know extremely important that's what the fa- the foundation of the country is built on so hopefully I I personally like when I hear somebody else tell me their opinion you're going to see on the show a lot of debating we plan to have panels on the show where it's people that don't agree with each other somebody may be far far right so we be far far left and we may argue but at the end of the day i always respect somebody else's opinion it doesn't matter if you agree with me or not i like
1: to hear different opinions because it makes me reconsider my opinion or cements my opinion you know it depends and i think that's what it's about right it's creating conversation. so yes. like i recently did that video on depression that'll come out and it really is just to spark conversation with people maybe that they're like wouldn't open their mouth before so even in, in like this it's just we hope that it it leads to conversations with other people. Yes. So for this show, you're going to see guests.
0: Today's guest is Jason Howell, which we'll get to in a little bit, who is the owner of Steel Supplements, founder, Steel Supplements, CEO, and also businessman, successful businessman, family man. And um, we're going to talk about him quite a bit and talk to him quite a bit later on, but we're going to have guests. I have a lot of friends that Uh, from Jason, uh, who's an entrepreneur, former professional bodybuilder, uh, to quite a few people that are very successful in other fields. So you're going to see on this show self-made billionaires, you're going to see Harvard professors, and you're going to see professional bodybuilders and everyone in between. This is not a show for the fitness industry. It's not a show for the political industry or the uh, left or the right or anywhere in between. It's a show for everybody. And we are going to really delve into topics and conversation that can be controversial, but it could also be very mainstream. And uh, you'll see that probably today. We will also have the question and answer stuff that you guys love about the, the previous shows. So you love uh, uh, people who are watching now that watch to Report in the past. They love the interaction between us. Well, now you're going to get to interact with our guest. You Interact with us. And uh, that's why I'm wearing my glasses so I can see the screen and see all the (laughs) questions. Otherwise, I wouldn't. Um, But um, so that is part of the show. And, uh, you know, that's really what the show is about. Global news, updates on current affairs and the fitness industry all in one. It's a one-stop shop. One-stop shop. So today you know the one thing we want to talk about before we get to some of the topics quickly is to discuss uh, obviously COVID-19 an issue that we're going to talk about in much more details as we go uh, along but COVID-19 is something that has been a focus for I mean the whole world since March
1: really since February. Yeah but I think what we're really kind of put a stop to like say the gym business fitness industry was what mid-march yeah yeah i mean it's been a while
0: people have been locked down now a lot of people have been locked down for more than two months uh here in florida we've been very fortunate actually not just florida we've been very fortunate uh at redcon one to be considered in the dietary supplement industry an essential business and that's a very important distinction because it's allowed us
1: to continue doing business Um, now allowed us to keep doing business keep 110 people employed not have to worry about finances so yeah. I mean, we've been fortunate. I mean, obviously people have different opinions on it and the situation, but um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's been a positive for us in that regard to be able to keep as much continuity as possible. hundred percent. I mean, if it wasn't for us being a, a central business, there'd be it'd be no
0: way we would be able to keep everybody employed this entire time. It'd be impossible. Um, as Redcon One has grown, so has the expenses grown. So now our expenses of staying in business, our cost of doing business, is tremendously high. It's millions and millions and millions of dollars every month, and uh, with no revenue coming in, and that's a lot of the people's problems that are that are going on out there. If you're a business that doesn't have revenue at all coming in, you know, like the Redcon One Gym, Redcon One Gym had no revenue coming in. The only reason the Red Con 1 gym has survived and been able to pay rent and keep kept afloat is because Red Con 1 is backing it. If that was our only business, me and Eric were both owners in the gym. If Eric and I couldn't afford uh, to, to pay the rent, what happens? We get kicked out. And uh, and that's very possible for many, many, many people out there who could not afford to float. You know, So we pay about $25,000, $30,000 a month in expenses even if the gym is shut down. So imagine doing that for three months.
1: Not many people can do that. Yeah, because we had a few key employees that we wanted to make sure that we didn't lose in the process. We still paid salaries. And, you know, I look at people who maybe they just started a business in February, you know, beginning of the year. And that could have been in. That could have been a life savings that they spent yeah. to do this. It goes away. You would take like restaurants, barbershops, sure. you oh, name yeah. it, where that was their source of revenue. They've been in business forever and just... Come to a halt. My friend, Louis Yardell, uh, who's been on the news a lot lately, has
0: uh, had his gym, uh, Metroflex Oceanside, and uh, he couldn't afford to keep closed. And he actually got arrested for opening his gym uh, because he had no other option. His entire life savings for this guy, his, everything he had saved up, his entire life was on the line with this with this gym. And there's if he wasn't going to keep it open, if he wasn't going to reopen this gym, then he was totally screwed. So he put all of his money into equipment, all of his money into the gym. And when it was closed, they arrested him. He got arrested. He was put, you know, literally put in handcuffs outside of his gym. And uh, you know, for for somebody like Lewis, what option do you have? You either open back up or I mean, you this happens to you.
1: And so uh it's I tough. think he did the right thing. He fought for his civil liberties, yeah, to be honest with you. And, and
0: listen, if you don't want to go to the fucking gym, don't go to the fucking gym. Like if you're scared, then don't go. Stay home. That's okay. That's your right to do. He's not forcing
1: people into. He's not
0: saying everybody must come to my gym. So if you don't want to go to the gym, that's cool. I get it. I get it. Don't go to the gym. Be be in your house or whatever. So, but for Lewis, you know, he's not charging any of his members when they're not at his gym. And if he's not charging his members,
1: he's not able to pay rent. If he can't pay rent, what is he supposed to do? I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, what's. Could make him homeless. I mean, you name it. There's a lot of scenarios that go on out past that. So, yeah, he uh, did the right thing for him, and I, I know, I support him for it. And for us, thankfully, you know,
0: we uh, we were lucky to be here in Florida, where the gyms are now open back up. Redcon one Gym is open again Monday. Uh, yep, open. Monday. We've almost signed up 200 new members <laughs> crazy. since Monday, which is insane considering we only had like 700 members that begin or 600 and something members before that. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 right, right at right at 700. So. You know, the gym went from, uh, you know, basically added
1: like 30% new members, basically. What do you three days? Think about Before it for it. us. So take away Redcon backing. Mm-hmm. Like you said, what if that was just our only business? Oh, man. Yeah. We made it. There was a huge investment of taking it on and changing everything over. I and know. all the equipment, yeah. Yeah. And then so all of a sudden, one day someone goes, yeah, sorry, you can't keep this open right now. And that's it. I mean, yeah, but like I say, the bleed still happens financially, so... It was nice to see, one, for me, it's just nice to see people back in the gym. That if yes. they choose to come in, they not can come in. And that there obviously was people that wanted to get back into the gym, That that many people signed up because their gym's maybe not open yet. they're just like, I'm, I'm coming in. Like, I need them. I need them every. I time. mean, listen, people are,
0: get depressed. People get very depressed uh, during this, understandably. And for a lot of people, you know, the gym is a source of removing depression. You know, and when I think of our uh, our athlete, Luke Sandow, who uh, we miss very, very much right now, I think of uh, the fact, you can't help but think of the fact that his passion and things he loved was the gym and his children. And in the UK, he wasn't able to go to the gym or see his children because they're very, they have apparently extreme locked out gym. He, he couldn't even leave his house to, to go to the house. His uh, ex-wife was with, there with his kids. So, I mean, I, I don't want to speculate on on luke's reasoning or whatever but i mean he can't it couldn't have helped this is this was a situation that he can't go to the gym he can't see his children he's stuck in the house so uh you know luke we love love luke and we still love luke and uh he was one of the 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 good guys for sure i mean when i think of luke and i think of uh how he was as a person and an athlete and a friend and and he was uh, uh truly loved by everybody and that's Man, it's very difficult to say. I mean, I'm certainly not loved by everybody, even though I do my best to be <laughs> I try. And I'm not loved by everybody and, and I try to do the right things. But Luke, Luke did the right things. He was a, a hilarious guy. He was the life of the party. Uh, and everybody loved him. And it's interesting to say it because it's very difficult to have everybody love anybody, but he was able to do that. And that just gives uh some some
1: idea of of who Luke was, man. Yeah, he had an infectious nature, that view around him just made you feel good. So I think that's where probably a lot, of, a lot of people have a hard time wrapping their head around it because somehow because someone that's that outwardly happy, yeah, you know, unfortunately, leave the earth that early, but no, no, no. Yeah. But he'll be more than missed in, in, in this office. I mean, you always look forward to him coming in and yeah, just being able. <laughs> well, he was here for weeks, uh, you know, before the Arnold. So he came in before the Arnold for uh,
0: two or three weeks. Yeah, he was here for a while. Yeah, he was here for a while. And, you know, it's funny because you know, I would see him at the gym and he became – I mean, at the office quite a bit, he became almost like, a, um, you know, like something I would expect to see. He became a fixture. Before. He became a fixture. <laughs> he was like, you yeah, were like, see, oh, Luke. Because he went – Luke didn't come to the gym for an hour. Luke uh, would be there – Luke and James would be there together for four hours. I and remember he, that one leg day. is like that he literally used every piece of equipment. Yeah. It was just like Yeah, like, yeah he was he – was, that, that messed them up for a few days. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he was in – you know, I remember going on the, on the plane to uh, – to uh, Columbus. And, and he obviously he did the webcast with myself and Bob Ciccarello. And uh, he just seemed to be happy and having fun the whole time. And it just truly really shows you just don't know what people are, are thinking, what they're going through. And you know, we'll certainly miss Luke. And we uh, were happy. I am happy. We're happy that we that Luke was able to be have so much money was be able to raise for Luke and his family, for his children, really. And uh, Fuad Abiyad, Ben Chow, uh, and also, of course, um, the uh, the shack or the the shed. Sorry, shed, <laughs> the shed, shed, shed shack uh, was uh, was able to bring bring so much attention and and, uh, and bring so much money. I think it was something like a hundred and thirty thousand yeah. pounds.
1: Yeah, just like one hundred and seventy thousand dollars. It's still coming in. You see, and yeah. you know, I, I reached out to Fuad the other day just to thank him because you know you kind of put a target on your backs a lot of times in this industry. Helping out. Yeah. And he just and he did what he felt was right to help his friend. And, you know, I just applaud him for doing that, because that's a hard thing to do sometimes, because yes, we've we've gotten backlash for helping, So 100 percent. Yeah. No, I, so, Fuad, thank you again. All right. So before we uh, move on to Jason, we're going to go through some of the global current
0: news topics of the day. And uh, we have a few things to discuss here. And uh, we would love to hear by the way from you guys out there who like the show like our first show and want to hear different topics discussed so if you want to email us you can always email them. I would send it to eduardo eduardo <laughs> at redcon.com <laughs> send it to them all Eduardo whatever you need to send him and uh, and let them know what you'd like to hear discussed in the future so number one we're going to talk about the uh, the new stimulus checks we're talking about you know, Nancy Pelosi was brought to the, the table having new stimulus checks and a new round of stimulus checks. And what does that mean? What's that take mean for the economy? So one of the things that I've been really studying is the economy. And I've sent you some videos on it. And the economy is an interesting thing. And I never took economics. I don't really know. I didn't really know much about the economy previous to, to now. I didn't know a lot about the stock market or how things financially work. But the Fed printing more money over and over again, you know, there always has to be a repercussion to any active, you know, activity, right? Equal and opposite reaction, right? Everything comes at a cost. It comes at a cost. Somebody pays this price. So uh, for me, I am happy in a way, if there's new stimulus checks and more people who need money to survive are able to get another 1200 bucks or whatever it may be, I'm happy about that. On the flip side, I'm very worried about the United States economy. And I think that we're in for some serious shit. I think that the fact that the stock market is going up, 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 uh, and basically getting back to where it was before is insane. And that the fact that, because obviously nothing's all right. Nothing's been fixed. Everything is a shambles. More and more people are constantly out of work. 36.5 million people. Unemployed. It's a It's a crazy, crazy number. And the fact that things are going up into the right and that things are going, you know, people are saying, Oh, things are getting better. Things cannot get better. Nothing's better, you know, and uh, God forbid that the, we have the, you know, resurgent on the second wave. But if even if that we don't, which I we hope we don't, um, it won't it won't make that fact better that 36 million people are out of work, that nobody has money, that people aren't buying things. The economy needs to be stimulated not by paying your rent, but by purchasing things, paying rent too, but by purchasing things. And
1: are people going to buy cars? Are they going to buy a new computer? Are they going to go on vacation? Are they going to go on a plane? Probably not. No, I mean, because right now, through the first round, every lever the Fed, can pull. They it's pulled it pulled. all. Zero yeah. interest rate. What? We're going to get a negative interest rate? Yeah, and they're going and like to pay us to. Yeah, you know. So I mean, that's the thing is. But then, so the thing about negative interest rate is not that simple. Oh,
0: so know. with a, the loan, they may pay you right, but if you have money in the bank account, they're actually charging you to save your money in your bank account because they're encur- trying to encourage you to spend your money. Don't save it because if you save it the money, the economy they put it into the economy, which is which is for people that are saving money, that's not a good thing at all. No,
1: but, and that's the thing. You said that you know every reaction there's equal opposite or every action is equal opposite reaction. Yeah. It's like anything in life. You make a car have more horsepower at some point, it kills the longevity yeah. of it because right. there's a cost. And to your point, it, okay, great. If there's another round of checks that help people, but isn't it more helpful to open the economy back up? Yeah. It seems like that's more of the right solution. Hundred an N of one, but it seems to relieve a lot of woes than just. Essentially, keep printing money and lowering the value of the dollar. Uh, yeah, there's a lot more that comes with it, for sure. So moving on, TikTok. So this is one of these things that when it first came out, don't I, tell what I, you're doing
0: it. I don't know what to do on it, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't like dance or sing uh, music. I don't do, uh, yeah, I don't know what to do. But this thing is growing. And so we talk a lot about marketing here and obviously... You know, Redcon One has an internal marketing team that's you know 50 people deep, right? And uh, marketing is is part of what we do. And one of the reasons that everybody loves Redcon One is because the marketing is so strong. Because we know what we stand for, we understand how to use these platforms, and we do it better than anybody else, except for Steel Supplements, of course. Right there, um, Jason is because Jason has too. TikTok. Yeah, I don't know if Jason does have. To. We should <laughs> ask Jason on TikTok. Maybe he knows more than me. So I've seen the platform. I see the growth. I'm interested in TikTok, and I certainly went as fast as I can. I got my name. By the way, if you're watching right now you're like, oh, fuck TikTok, do yourself a favor and go get whatever your handle is, your at sign, your hat, you know, and, and go secure it. Are you doing it right now? I'm doing it right now. next am doing it right now. Right now. Right now. Uh, so like for me, I went on there and I realized it's going to be a big deal. I went and got at AaronSingerman.com and told Dariel, get Dariel Rose because t- you don't want somebody else to be you, right? And so uh, that's something I can tell you if you uh, haven't done it yet. Who the hell knows what TikTok is going to be? I don't dance or sing, and I don't want to, you know, pretend to. You sure. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I could. I mean, maybe I will. It's how TikTok, I'm going to call your wife. See, she's got some. If video. TikTok looks if TikTok's going to be that big. I'll learn to dance and sing. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to. I need to be on top of my game. You know, whatever
1: that, whatever comes. How's your OnlyFans page, doing Only. Oh,
0: it's sh- <laughs> private. <laughs> okay. Um, so um, I don't know what TikTok will bring, but it is. They do have 800 million accounts right now. Yes, the impressions are massive. Massive. So, uh, if you haven't done TikTok yet, go there, get your name. That's my number one advice. Will it be a big deal? It already is. Is it going to be the next big thing? Maybe so. Um, Shad Gaspard, this is not a happy story. Uh, he's a, a guy who's been surrounding the bodybuilding world forever, worked out at Gold's Gym Venice Beach. His wife uh, actually, uh, I believe, turned pro. The same show that I met my wife at. I oh, met her really? there back in that I was working for Dave Palumbo at the time. And uh, at the 2012 the Nationals, oh, I think wow. she turned pro there. I think she won her class, and uh, they're both very, very nice people, widely loved. His uh, son and him were swimming out there in Venice Beach, and a rip came and uh, took both of them away. And you know, fortunately, at least, and this is you know still not you know none of it's good, but he the son was saved. Was saved. Was saved. Apparently, life cards came out. And he said, Take my son, they saved his son, and, and
1: he was unfortunately not able to be saved. So well, I again it's tragic, but you know, I think that's when you're a parent, it's one of those things. Oh yeah, the well there's is, no question. You don't what, what you know? You would be like Yeah, yeah it's like here. it's like what are you gonna do? Right. So the one thing I
0: I uh so one thing I got from this, which is fucking hard to get anything positive, but one thing I did get from this is what do you do in a riptide? I I googled it. Right? Sideways. Yeah, so don't swim away from that, which is interesting. So they're saying, you know, the biggest mistake you can make in a rip tide is to try to avoid getting pulled away. Right, try to uh, swim back towards the beach. But if it's if it's pulling you away, swim sideways or really just stay afloat. Don't even try to try to stay afloat because you're going to go you're going to go further away because that's what happens. Where people get exhausted and that's how you you you, you pass away. You, know, you, you run out of energy. So big, uh, you know, to his family and his wife, his, his son, you know. Uh, we uh, feelings, you know, and prayers go out to them and uh, for Shad and all his friends. You know, we're very very sorry to hear that. And he was widely widely loved and respected. Uh, next on our list, uh, Mike Flynn. So Mike Flynn, kind of a, a case that you know strikes uh, chords with me personally. Um, who was, uh, you know, going to be um, a, a big deal in this administration, but because uh, because of the FBI, basically because of agents within the FBI trying to get him, Now uh, you know, he got in a lot of trouble. Uh, he's been in trouble for years now. And uh, just recently actually pleaded guilty. And this is really the part that's interesting to me is that so when somebody pleads guilty, we in America just assume that means he's guilty, right? Guilty. You admit that you're guilty. But in, in, in Mike's case, um, you know, he's pleading guilty because he doesn't see any other option. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, in the, you know, it's terrible to think of it and see, but a lot of times people don't know what else to do. If they feel backed into a corner, uh, especially if you have no other resources, what do you do? If you can plead guilty to a, a lesser offense and serve a lower period of time, or you can not plead guilty, fight, lose everything you got, and then go to potentially go to
1: prison for many, many multiples more, a lot of people plead guilty anyway. Well, sometimes it, yeah, it comes down to like a math equation. It's like, okay, I didn't do it, but if I plead guilty, I lower yeah. everything. Yeah. I don't fight all these three-letter agencies that are if they got it out for me, they got it out for me. I hate to think that way, but it's crazy. You know, all those agencies have all of our money to fight you. Yeah. So yeah. So that's a, I wouldn't want to be in that situation. No. And, uh, and me either. And so I,
0: I, feel for Mike Flynn. I hope that, you know, now he, the DOJ, uh, they have dropped the charges and now the judge is continuing on. So I'm, I am praying for Mike Flynn, and his family, that, uh, that justice is served and that he is a free man very, very soon. I think
1: that's, what's going to happen. Joe Rogan, who I'm a big fan of Joe Rogan. <laughs> Everybody's a big fan of Joe Rogan. I, like, literally, I don't know. Who doesn't like him? Yeah, and then he can, some of the stuff for people he talks to controversial, but I don't think anybody doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, I' no. not like him. No, he's, he's uh, first of all, if you see him in, uh, in his comedy show, he's he's fucking
0: hilarious. Like, me and Dariella have been to uh, two of them, and uh, very impressed with him. Quick-witted. His, his, yeah. Very quick witted, stage acumen. You know, he's he's a he's a stud, man. but he's also a thinker, which makes him unique. You know, the fact that he's got the show on the Joe Rogan experience, and then he's on there uh, regularly. We actually, I'm actually friendly with uh, Taylor, who runs his security over there. He's a former uh, team guy, he's a Navy SEAL. Um, those that I mean, Joe is, has created something truly unique. And the last person that I can think of that created anything like this was, uh, of course, the great Howard Stern. True. You know, Howard Stern yeah. was uh, the last true innovator in radio. And I listened to him as a, as a kid going to high school. And as an adult, he's obviously transformed quite a bit from the Howard Stern that uh, had the girls ride the Simeon to the Howard Stern that interviews Barbara Walters. Right. You know, very, very different guy. But that's how uh, how age changes people. Right. But still a great interviewer. And I still uh, listen to his show. And Joe Rogan
1: has become the next Howard Stern. Yeah, I think he has and he built it. You know, he really did build it himself. I mean, from you think he was on Fear Factor. For yeah. Him. You know, there's probably people well, that, UFC, yeah. Yeah. And then but the, the UFC, I think, gave him a great platform because people realized he was intelligent, he could speak. Right. There's more to him than that. Yet. Yeah. To him, uh, no. No, you gotta give him a ton of credit for that self-made. And uh, so the
0: big news for for Joe, we're not just pumping up for no reason, he signed an exclusive deal with Spotify, which is very similar to Howard Stern's deal with uh, Sirius xm became serious xm um and uh the the numbers that i'm hearing although nobody knows i don't know exactly they didn't make it public we're talking about somewhere close to a hundred million dollar contract for joe rogan which is pretty mind-boggling from going from uh, a podcast that he's doing by himself just like we're podcasts by the way this is a podcast too if you don't already know that's a great part of this um, we're doing the video live video facebook youtube and we're ripping this off ripping the audio off to put it on uh um for, uh, for you guys and girls who are listening on uh, podcasts. So he has taken a podcast that he did like with zero budget and generated hundreds of millions of dollars in ad revenue and revenue for himself. Um, so that's super cool. So good luck to Joe Rogan, the place you are going to be exclusively finding Joe Rogan video and audio, I think, by the end of this year. No other place will be finding it, just Spotify. Yeah. Good, for him. good for him. Hell yeah. So, uh, guys, before we get to Jason Huh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Jason Huh will be back and we're going to be talking about all kinds of cool stuff and uh, seeing what Jason's been up to. So, we'll be back in just a moment after this commercial break. what's up boys and girls in honor of jim's opening up, back guys? up here in florida Cog one is running stellar deals this weekend and giving you guys something for free spend 50 bucks get a free t-shirt spend 100 bucks get your choice of a two-pound tub of your favorite protein Spend $150. Not only do you get a free t shirt, a free two pound tub of your favorite protein, but you also get two boxes of the best energy shots on the market. Fubar energy shots. What's the matter?
1: <laughs> Why are you complaining so much? Really? It's hot? Oh, poor thing. Let me help you out down there. What is
0: going on? Is Rudy up there playing prank? Come on! tune in buy something or i'll dump this on you this weekend when you stack your cart you win big spend fifty dollars or more on our site and receive this exclusive planting the flag t-shirt absolutely free spend a hundred dollars and enjoy a two pound protein bottle of your choice you can choose from emery light isotope or green beret Take it up a notch and spend $150 and enjoy two free boxes of our brand new Energy Shot food Bar. It doesn't stop there. Enjoy 25% off the site when you use the code FLAG25. We'll do our part and donate a percentage of the proceeds to the Semper Fi and America's Fund for our combat wounded, ill, and injured Marines. Visit redcon1.com and start saving today. The best protein I've ever tasted in my entire life. This has to be the most authentic, high quality. It was the best
1: workout I've ever had. The intensity was insane. These products are top notch. You're ready to train some back today. This is awesome for burning that extra stubborn fat, and it's great when you pair it with the BCAA.
0: Uh, this is hands down the best products I've ever taken. we You have to get comfortable with failure. You have have to actually seek failure. You know, when you go to the gym and you work out, you're actually seeking failure. You want to take your muscles to the point where you get to failure, because that's where the the adaptation is. That's where growth is. you got to take a shot. You have to live at the edge of your capabilities. You got to live where you're almost certain you're going to fail. You're getting to your limit getting to your limit, getting to your limit, you can't lift that, you can't do that you until you get to the point that all of a sudden your body makes the adjustment and then you can do it. Failure actually helps you to recognize the areas where you need to evolve. So
2: fail early, fail often, fail forward.
0: Jason, Jason, huh? welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, our pleasure, our pleasure. You know, uh, I want to say a special, actually, uh, an additional thank you, because I think a lot of people uh, will watch the show or watching the show right now and saying to themselves, well, wait, Jason owns that company that I just saw the commercial for, but Redcon 1 owns this company. That's, that seems mm-hmm. weird. Like That shouldn't be happening, right? But uh, you um, decided I texted you. I said, hey, man, I would love to have you on the show. You know, we're going to we're going to pump up steel supplements. You said, I don't care about that. Do whatever. I just want to be on the show and support you. And I want to say thank you for doing that, because it it truly shows all the people out there that you don't have to beat or crush somebody else to be successful too. me and you, Eric, us, Redcon, steel supplements. We're both successful doing well and supporting each other
2: at the same time, which is rare, even though it shouldn't be right totally I, I firmly believe that the uh, excuse me I'm trying to turn off the volume here but the, the pie uh, per se is is big enough for everybody to have peace the supplement industry is a 37 38 billion dollar industry um, I think we've we're merely needles in a haystack I totally agree with that and you know what I think I think that
0: I think that people who feel like, that success, if you're going to have success, it means that other people can't or are, missing, or are missing something fundamental about success in general. And I think that the universe rewards people who help other people or work with other people and don't have that kind of weird envy or whatever that is that, that makes you think that somebody else has to fail or not be as good for you to do
2: well. Right. Right. I believe that there's a fair, you know, healthy competition is, is good for you, especially for. Um, to induce any bit of growth or change competition is necessary hundred percent i agree
0: with that so jason before we get into anything else the coronavirus is the is like the say to say the topic of the day it's like the topic of months and all over the world and you can't escape it so i'd be remiss by not asking you how has the coronavirus affected uh steel supplements you and your family
2: uh I'm, to be honest with you I'm, I'm sick of it, I'm tired of hearing about it, but here we go. Uh, as far as, let's start with the family. Nothing really has changed too much uh, as far as the family goes. Uh, we homeschool the kids, and Jess is with them you know, 24-7. And the I guess the only thing that really changed was that they're not going to some of their activities, um, taekwondo and uh, piano and whatnot. Uh, but other than that, the, the family dynamic is very much the same. Uh, and we are all very used to spending a lot of time with each other. Um, so no, no complaints of anything. Uh, we're just spending a lot more time with each other, obviously. And, um, it's caused us to slow down a little bit and kind of appreciate the time that we are spending with each other. And, uh, you know, we, we've, during all of this it seems as though everybody's got these memes out 2020 is the worst year ever and we, we've dealt with some some issues in, in 2020 and some some family tragedies and it's just you know it all kind of um uh has inspired us to just get that much closer and to appreciate the time that we do have with each other and the kids so on the family side uh nothing but pluses uh, as far as the business goes there has been um I think everybody's experienced some 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 rockiness within the business world, maybe except for Amazon, Jeff Bezos and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, we initially, upon everything kind of hitting the fan uh, with the stock market and whatnot, we took a pretty big hit uh, that lasted a few weeks and then slowly the numbers started to come back to life, which much to our surprise, uh, we were looking for a lot of feedback from uh, our fans and customers to, to kind of give us some insight as to, you know, why. And, um, it, it was, it was more just everybody was going stir crazy and that they were going to train, uh, hell or high water, you know, in their homes, uh, in their backyards uh, and, and regardless of what was going on. So the sales actually started increasing a couple of weeks after and then stimulus packages hit and we noticed a surge. Um, and right now, um, you know, we're not back to where we were, uh, but, you know, we're grateful, to say the yeah. least. We're, we're happy and, and um, you know, we're, it could be so much worse considering the drive just to work every day. I, I pass, you know, numerous businesses that are closed and, and many that will be closed for good. So we're very grateful and we're, um, you know, we're very happy to be able to support all the employees. Uh, as you guys have mentioned earlier, you didn't have to furlough or get rid of anybody. And, and, and we did the same and I vowed and I to the team that uh, I paid them out of my own pocket if need be for as long as possible.
0: Yeah, your story sounds very, very similar to ours. I mean, for us, um, we were down about 50% from our expectations the first month. Uh, um, not in March, but in April, and uh, it, it was scary because it's the first month in history in the history of Redcon One that we didn't beat year over year. That we actually went not a lot, but we were down a little bit year over year for for month for that month the previous year, and that has never ever happened since we had a year over year to report to talk about. Um, so right. that was very uh, disconcerting. I remember Eric, you texted me and be like, "Fuck,"
1: because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, I, I, I'm not a I, I, failure for me is like I, I, not an option. I uh, Yeah, no, I just, it's one of those things that like burns inside me. And I get it, you know, it, it's a lot other macro factors going on oh, yeah. that we can't control. But, you know, the last four years, I mean, like I say, we're up sometimes middle of the night talking to each other of like, hey, game planning. And we spent so much time when COVID was kind of ramping up, we're like, what are we going to do? I mean, we took some massive provisions just in case because we're like we're not. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll say the most okay, massive. Okay, okay, okay. Now so, we can let it
0: off. So, uh, so one thing that that, uh, that probably people don't know, we didn't talk about, was that I uh, I talked to Eric and uh, and Taylor who runs our uh, really everything in the warehouse, procurement, but also really logistics and, and uh, fulfillment stuff. And, and so I ordered as a preventative measure, measure, I ordered 20 cots, 20 mattress pads and 20 sleeping bags. And I said, like, OK, so if we are quarantined, then we're going to pick people. And we have a whole plan to pay people, warehouse people, packing people 24 hours a day for the full two weeks if we're quarantined. We have all the provisions down in the warehouse in the racks now. Fridges, freezers. We were, we we're ready. Yeah. So we figured if, as long as UPS and USPS is going out, we'll have people living here for the two weeks and, uh, and we'll sneak them to the gym to shower or whatever we got to do. Uh, Plus, it's a black window because what, what the fuck else options are there? You know, like Jason, right. we're driving by businesses that are shut down and will never open. I, because of our overhead here, if we, did not make money for two or three months. I don't have enough money with everything I own. If I sell every possession to keep everybody afloat, uh, I don't know what we would have done. I don't know what we done. And and uh, and this is the you know arguably the most successful you know not including steel supplements most successful problem company, company ever. And and I don't have the I don't have the means to keep it afloat. So that's that's
1: crazy. You know yeah, we weren't going to let we we're going to let the last four years of our life go to the wayside. You know so. no we can't. We literally, we're up every night till two in the morning talking through. Okay, stressful. Here's what I'm gonna do. I talked to Jason on two in the morning, one time too. Yeah, we've talked a
0: few times during all of this mess. Right. Kind of like, hey, are you good over there? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it was man, it was very scary. And to see us coming out of it is a really it's really a relief um right. that we didn't have to go to these extreme measures where you know where, well it's not uh, over yet <laughs> jason come on what about the sunny side jason come
2: on you're just saying no, See, down at his house now. <laughs> just now literally <Absolutely. laughs> sorry i am um, you know i'm a relatively optimistic i'm very optimistic at all times but uh um i'm never surprised by how the sheep will react and how they take advice and guidance and have a lack of the ability to think, to think for themselves uh, and to, to really search out data and, and, and make a, um, uh, a bit of a, you know, a, a decision based upon their own thoughts and judgment. But, you know, that is what it is. It's, it's, it's the society we live in. And um, it's very much the majority of the humans that exist on this earth.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, that's the case. It's it's the lowest common denominator a lot of times. And and uh, we've seen that with this whole thing more and more, where, you know, we have people that are really alarmist, that are freaking out, losing their mind. Like, at least, uh, you know, in the beginning of this, I would tell people, not like I'm telling everybody now, but I'd tell people, like, hey, people are acting like this is a zombie apocalypse. And that, like, shit's about to go down and like, you know, at midnight, everybody's going to turn into the zombie and, and want to be dead Yeah. There. Literally. That's what people are acting like. And It's got less and less. Although there's still some people out there who are pretty fucking crazy. Uh, I mean, so for, for us, you know, we're both in Florida. Jason's a little North of us in Sarasota, but, you know, Florida is known for the crazy people state and I've definitely seen some pretty crazy people here, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. No. Yeah. So let's go back in time, Jason. So for people About out far, here, we've got history, right? We've got history. We definitely do. <laughs> we, we definitely do. Um, but I'm thinking even before, like when I, I, I don't remember, do you remember the first time me and you met? I mean, I'm not sure how long ago that was. Oh shit. It's been a while. Yeah.
2: I don't. It had to be at a show, at a some expo or a national level show, something like that, or yeah. after party or something, right? Never been to an after party. Never. I'm a fucking. You know, I'm a. I don't know, man. I'm. I, I don't drink. I don't. You know, I, I don't party. I have partied, of course, and drank in my life, but I just mm-hmm. uh, after retiring from bodybuilding, as we were touching on before we got started, I just don't. Uh, I don't have a desire for it I, i'm I, I just i really find a lot of fulfillment in the grind the daily grind the day in and day out and, and how i kind of i just kick back is just alone time and um where it's just me and i'm just in my own kind of thoughts and uh driving i enjoy driving and uh, my kids and, and my wife and so that's i don't better. Uh,
0: that's better I, like i told you before we started i think that's better and i can't say i mean i share a lot of those same uh I, look I, yeah and i don't, don't want to
2: come off like i'm some fucking innocent monk by any means because <laughs> i have a wicked past and it's you know i i am no i'm no stranger to being able to throw a couple back and so yeah. I, <laughs> I just i just let things go you know i've, I've been bodybuilding or i was a professional bodybuilder for a number of years and once i, I you know, move past that, I, uh, upon, you know, I was always on top of my blood work and vitals. And, and when, when you see the effects that, uh, that take place when, when using uh, various compounds and, and that it's a very real thing that you can, you know, affect your, your liver, your kidneys and your heart. And, uh, that many, uh, of, other many other bodybuilders within the industry have fallen victim uh and 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 even have died it's it's that's a bit of a wake-up call uh it was definitely a wake-up call when let's say art passed away in 2010 or no 2011 and um that was a that was a big wake-up call for me Uh, and i was just like well you know it 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 starts hitting close to home and, and you're just wondering like how much am i burning the candle at both ends and you know we're you know we'll what's next what, what do i do from here because at the end of the day i think everybody gets into bodybuilding for their for their own obviously their own reasons but um majority of pro bodybuilders, i think um you know there's a darker side there's a darker mentality to getting into bodybuilding and, and really taking it to the nth degree and uh you have to i don't know you got to kind of got to kind of hate yourself to take it to to the, to, the, to, the to, to some of the lengths and distances these top pros do uh, and that's a kind of a deep statement but kind elaborate maybe sometime um, you got to go to some dark places to really push your body to be 300 pounds of muscle uh, and mind you during it all it was a hell of a good time was, I, I I wouldn't change anything for the world uh, there was nothing better than that 45 two hours in the gym it's nothing better outside of the gym that it sucked you know your life evolved around eating and um eating and eating and sleeping and sweating sweat out know,
0: <laughs> yeah yeah you know, so it's one of the that's one of the things the sweating part is something that
2: people probably can't relate to but that's definitely a reality of the situation oh, man. i used it's to sweating. go any anytime when i was over 275 pounds i go out to the bar go out to the clubs 10 plus years ago and you know my my, my friends and the buddies were always taking cocktail napkins and just sticking them all over my fucking body. Yeah. For
0: sure. I've never been out to a club with you. I feel like I remember you drenched at some point. Oh, I'm
2: definitely drenched, but I've never, like I said, I've never been to an after-party. Um, I met
0: Art. I met Art. Well, I met Art the first Art, time. Art's
2: been to plenty after parties.
0: Oh, I know Art has. I, I know <laughs> that for sure. I know. I've seen him play them, But I met yeah. him at the Southwest Pro Show before it became the Europa Show right and, uh, he had just got his pro card and he was such a freak yeah he is ridiculous um and then uh and then obviously many uh arnold after parties and everything after that um yeah. but, uh,
2: he tried to convince me to do it, especially when i had turned pro and he signed me to pro subs. he tried to convince me to come to a few of them especially at the after the uh, conventions but i was just like nah i'm good back to my room i i want to be able to get up eat train that was it so you told us, you already kind of a little bit elaborated
0: on, on my next question, which is, you know, so what made you uh, decide to change? Because I remember seeing you at the Tampa Pro Show, I don't know what year that was, but you were humongous. And, and that's some of the, uh, the the pictures
2: that people remember with the mohawk and all that. Yeah, and that was my last show. And that was a show, I knew it was going to be my last show. Uh, I had the beard, the mohawk. Yeah was I know there's a bunch of bodybuilders out there that will say that they had the beard before anybody else, but no, I was <laughs> the first asshole on stage. And, and, and I'll never forget it. Cause Sean Ray pulled me aside and he said, go back to your room, shave that shit off. There hasn't been a beard on stage since the eighties and they're not going to look at shows. I, like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not even here to, I'm here to just get on stage cause I want to get on stage. It's probably the last time I'm going to get on stage. And, um, cause Art had died. And, and I already knew I was just you know I had a baby and um, was that 2012 Jason what year was it 2012 yeah and that and that show it, it was rough man like I I, um, I almost fucking died at that show uh, just because I took a diuretic but I took it some fucking diuretic I took one too many and um, and I started having uh, heart palpitations behind behind uh, the stage and and honey at the time was overseeing my, my prep and I love honey. And I, uh, I was freaking the fuck out. Cause like my vision was going blurry and he's like, Jason, I'm gonna fucking kill you. I swear to God, if you die, I'm going to fucking kill you. And honey gonna- <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and is as, as feisty as he is, uh, you know, like I've, I've always, I, I call honey Yogi and he calls me boo boo. And we've had a long-standing relationship and, um, uh, he was very frustrated with me, but I, I, I there was just things that took place that you know it was like why 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 go the extra step when it's like it's you know if you're not ready you're not ready and i uh i ended up taking one too many and um just to pull extra water off and it wasn't worth it and uh it felt like shit and and i had to go and step off stage and rehydrate and pound pedialyte and gatorade and everything else and it just so happened that that show uh unfortunately a a lady that was competing that she she had she had a heart attack and died uh, in her room, and um, that was it, man. I think the drive back, I, I'll never forget it. I was uh, I was in my hotel room, just kind of recovering uh, from all the, the the side effects of, of being dehy- severely dehydrated, and um, my father texted me, and he doesn't. He's a very he's a man of like no words, uh, and I had had Angelina who was maybe nine months old. And he sent me a picture of her, him holding her down in the lobby. And he, and he, he told me, he's like, he said in his own words, he speaks to his broken English. He said that you don't, you don't have to do this anymore. Don't, you know, you've done enough. And it was at that moment, given our relationship and, and, you know, the, the few words that he ever speaks, it was like a light switch that went off in my head. And um, I felt this weight had been lifted and I never had a desire to compete ever again. And uh, it was almost like it was freeing. You know, it's one of those things where you kind of look to your parents and your uh, father for some kind of acceptance or, you know, those the very few, I love you's and the hugs and the reassurance that you're doing the right thing. When you get those, the, those are, those have um, a lot of meaning, and they're, they're 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 page turners, if you will, and so that, that changed my perception of what it was I was doing and the more important things that I had to lie ahead of me, uh, which were the kids, the family, and some of the business um, ideas and the business entrepreneur within me that I just had not been uh, been allowing to come to fruition because bodybuilding takes up every bit of your life so with with that jason that was one thing i was curious about
1: because i used to be really good friends with anthony clark before he passed away and like a big problem he had was he he tried to step away from the sport Mm -hmm. lost a bunch of weight and then every time ever anyone saw him they kept saying oh what happened to you You (laughs) no longer 350 pounds and you know water coming out of his eyeballs and couldn't take 10 steps without stopping to breathe you know so for him he was trying to do it to get healthy But the general public couldn't, you know, they just like, oh, what happened to you? So for you, how was that mental shift to go from, hey, I'm more worried about me and my health. I don't really give a fuck what someone says about how I look anymore. Like how was that a hard transition for you or
2: not at all? And I, to be honest, I think it largely just has to do with who you are prior to the compounds uh, your confidence levels, your insecurity levels, uh, maybe some of the things that you dealt with or grew up, um, and the things that may have changed you as a kid, whether you're bullied or not, you know, I I think there's a number of factors, but I've never, um, I never had an issue with needing, I I don't have this issue to needing to be 300 pounds of muscle. I, I, I don't. I enjoyed it it's like bodybuilding runs in my blood my father was a professional bodybuilder it's just my brother's he could be a professional bodybuilder but he got smart uh it's just bodybuilding runs in our in our family my grandfather was a bodybuilder he was all golden gloves boxer so being physical and being an athlete is just kind of in us and um it's more of the art of bodybuilding that i really appreciated Art of posing and uh the beauty that went into it and the discipline i i enjoyed just kind of torturing myself to be honest uh, it was sick as that sounds, um, in creating something, having the ability, I think Kai said it best is like having the ability to take something within your own hands and, and, and to shape and mold and, and to beat on your craft and and to have full control over this is, it's quite empowering. And so I just got a lot of fulfillment out of creating and building, uh, the physique to exactly the way that I, I wanted it to be. And, um, but it's one of those things. Once you've had, for me at least, once you've had it, it's like, what's next? You know, I enjoyed being 180 pounds, to be honest when I was a kid. Super athletic. I was a first front center soccer player through high school. Um, and uh, I was pretty agile. You know, secondary black belt, and heavily involved in martial arts, Muay Thai, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I mean, I've done it all uh, when I was younger. And when I started lifting, that was all on. And so I think my confidence levels um, in regards to needing to be 300 pounds, I, I, I just don't see it. Whereas I see a lot of guys within the industry, there's a lot of mental health issues. It's almost like everybody that's on that's a bodybuilder has a mental health issue, period. I just haven't met one to this day. And, and, and in regards, like, I think everybody else, everybody in the world, to some degree, has mental health issues, right? But I think as bodybuilders, just kind of take it to the nth degree. and We throw in a bunch of compounds that just magnify uh, uh, the insecurities or issues or the asshole in us or the good guy in us, uh, to, to be, uh, this magnified superhuman, super physiological version of what we really are.
0: No. Jason, um, one of the things that I always tell bodybuilders, tell me what you, if you agree with this, is that, most bodybuilders, probably all of them have within them the ability to be successful Absolutely. in something because that, that obsession, whatever it is in you, whether it's mental illness or whatever, Absolutely. something that, that's inside of every pro bodybuilder who has achieved that level of success in discipline, even yeah. though it's, I know a lot of them have seemed to have a lack of discipline, the fact that you Internally can stay on a diet that you can be hungry that you can do the cardio that you can train that you can prioritize your eating and you can force yourself to do things that your body doesn't want to do that you truly have the ability within you to be a successful person at business, even if a lot of them don't realize it. But that those those that level of discipline can be transferred.
2: Exactly. I agree. One hundred and ten percent. It's um, it's why we are successful. If you've got um If you can be a pro bodybuilder, you can do anything you put your mind to. I mean, I I joke with people. I'm like, there's more people that have been on, been into space or more people uh, that, uh, you know, that have been in the space and been on the fucking moon that have been on the Olympia stage. Okay. It's really fucking hard to be. You you really got to like do some crazy shit to want to be a pro bodybuilder and stuff on the Olympia stage Uh, and not to take away from being an astronaut by all means. It was a childhood fantasy of mine. And, uh, I, um, that's you know that's not going to happen. Of course, I wouldn't go fit the suit, but um, there's a, it, it takes a lot. And, and most people go, "Oh, it's just a bunch of drugs." It's like you have no fucking idea. No. You know, it's, it's the, the determination. Uh, the, the drugs definitely help. Uh, and increase the rate at which you recover and and uh, aggression size and all that but to pound away and be as meticulous as you need to be to obtain that size of physique and then to condition it a certain way to be able to step on stage and time your the conditioning and the look of your physique out down to 30 to 60 seconds on stage that's like landing a fucking rocket and you're doing it all by yourself there's you know you might have one coach who's you know if you're lucky enough knows what the fuck he's talking about when the majority of these coaches in this industry don't and they've got these guys using way too much shit and not combating uh you know estrogen levels properly and these guys are becoming you know there's so many dudes that are just using things and and, and not taking the proper measures to take into consideration uh, the organs and, and estrogen regulation is a big one that's why these guys are so many guys are so fucked up they're running tests trend i'm like are you running your anti-e well for what i don't have any gyna are you out of your fucking mind are you crazy yeah. like just because you don't know, have gyna doesn't mean you're not you know converting estrogen and you know <laughs> causing yourself to be a psychopath and looking over your shoulder every 30 seconds because you and you're sweating balls in your sleep you know you can't have high levels of estrogen and just 400 megs of trend running through your system or thousand megs of trend running through your system like what, what are you doing you know <laughs> so there's like a there's there's you got to know what you're doing. And, and 99% of the people that get involved in drugs have no idea what they're doing. And I don't claim to know what I'm doing, but I've got a better idea than most. That's for fucking sure. Uh, and dealing with some of the best you know, coaches in the world. Uh, and I, I, I still work closely with the, you know, with, uh, I stay in touch with my coaches and uh, you know, I, I work very closely with some of the best uh, HRT specialists uh, around and, and they, we, we share thoughts, you know, they, they want to know what, what I've done in my experiences, whether it's from, you know, regulating estrogen levels uh, and properly and sex hormone binding globulin levels. And how do you do that? And how do you, you know, provirin and it, there's just so many, so many drugs and so many, you know, things that that, that, that bodybuilders expose them to um, that nobody really has any hard data on how to, how to really run properly. Uh, and the guys that get it down and, and have it, uh, you know to some degree a pretty good con- grasp on it it's 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 an amazing thing it's, it's crazy
0: so jason let's transition a little bit to uh, to business in terms of your business what yeah. type of boss is jason Hunt? if we were to ask her employees and say what type of boss is jason what would they say
2: mm. i am uh, i would Let's see. I'm trying to think of a particular employee. Super easy going when you're doing your fucking job. (laughs) And then when you're not. Don't not do your job. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's like every day I wake up and I look in the mirror and I take what I've learned from bodybuilding. Right. Like you said, if you can be a pro bodybuilder, you can be a successful businessman, whatever the fuck you want. And every day I wake up and I look in the mirror and I go. Everybody, you know, you see a lot of people think, oh, mental health is, you should get up and love yourself. It's like, no, fuck that. I'm sorry. I get up and I go, you could be better. Yes, that's what you, you should You could be. be better. And the, the majority of the time, the majority of my bodybuilding career was I looked in the mirror for hours on end per day and it was, you suck. You suck. You suck. You know, when you get under 700 pound squat, you fucking suck. And if you don't stand up, you're going to die. Uh, so, and you're going to look like a fool you know uh so no i i think they would think that they would say that you know when when it, it, you know if, if you're pushing yourself as hard as you possibly can and you're passionate about what it is you're doing you know i i'm there you know cutting jokes and and sharing ideas and 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 you know, I, I strive to be a leader and not, and, and not necessarily a boss. It, unfortunately, it's like you have to become a boss when, as you, you guys will attest to, certain individuals may, they're just, you know, certain people, they don't, they're not on that wavelength and they're, they're not ever going to be. And sometimes, uh, depending on the employee, you are faced with people that uh, may be in positions that they're not as passionate about their position and you have to be sympathetic and empathetic of that um, and, and, and and appreciative of, of, of their efforts. Uh, but they don't necessarily share the same passion as you. And, and so I think there's a, there's a very appropriate person and time and place, depending on, you know, the situation, uh, as to how I'm reacting to their performance. Yeah,
0: I think I think it's. Um, I mean, for 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 me and for us, you know. Well, for I can speak for me anyway. Uh, Eric, uh, a little different, but a little for me, hot-headed. yeah, a little more hot headed. Uh, I didn't want to say that, but yeah, I, I'm, ask I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm more. I'm more like um, I'm soft when it comes to people that I like, whether they're doing a good job or not. And over time. I've gotten better and better at it. I'm still way not, I'm nowhere near perfect at this. But, you know, the one thing is that sometimes people just aren't the right person for the, the job. And so the one thing that, that I've unfortunately had to say, you know, often, not often, but occasionally is like, hey, you doesn't mean you're the wrong person for another job. You could be, you may maybe meant to do something else. It's going to be tremendous. I've been fired personally, been fired from dozens of jobs mm-hmm. uh, as, a, as a kid growing up. I, I was very easy for me to get a job. I could go and get a job every day of the week, but then I would get fired a few days later because I wasn't a an good employee. And obviously it doesn't mean that, you know, I, I got fired rolling burritos. You know what I mean? So you know, literally, uh, literally. So, I mean, but, but I was meant for something else. And so right. I, I tell people, you know, you like, hey, still, man, still? I can still roll a burrito. <laughs> I mean, not a great one. And I got fired after all, but, uh, you know, I mean, that is truly like that's what well, sometimes people are not meant to be doing for sure at this moment because they're meant for something <laughs> and better. I wasn't meant to roll burritos. Turns out I was meant to run red kind of one. Right. Yeah. It's good thing you yeah. stopped rolling burritos. Yeah. Thank, God, thank God I wasn't <laughs> good at rolling those burritos. So, <laughs>
2: right. right. We'll there, no, right? I, I, I can agree. And and a lot of the people that we bring in, we through the interview processes, we, we put many of them through. I will explain to them that, look, I I, I don't view steel as a ladder. Uh, and I got this actually from one of our, uh, one of our, our lead CS guys, uh, it seal is not a ladder that you can climb. We, we treat it like a rock wall. You can kind of go up and down or side to side because you may get into steel, uh, and not like, you know, you come into steel for one position and think that that's exactly what you want to do. And the reality was, you, it's not, it's not meant for you. And, uh, what we don't, what I don't want to do is just let people go or fire people, uh, because they're not doing that particular job, we kind of like to take a step back, assess their passions for the brand, uh, the fitness you know world, uh, customers, uh, and see if they, if we can kind of put them into a different role to hopefully get them to you know find what it is they really enjoy doing, uh, and 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 to fan that fire within a different role rather than to just, oh, you're not doing your job. Well, then great. Fuck you. I I don't like that at all. You know, I don't like that. I just everybody has uh, an unbelievable amount of potential. And I see it as my job uh, is to tap into what it is that their potential, their true potential is, whether it's at steel or it's outside of steel and and inspire them to to pursue that. Jason, so uh, I I need to ask
0: you, um, I've never met him. I know you're involved with Dan. Dan Blazer, uh-huh. who is the guy, the real person? And uh, can you give us one story about, about
2: him? <laughs> oh, God. Um, Dan is as real as it gets, man. Oh, hey, buddy. What you got? I'm sorry. Just, <laughs> That's, <damn just> <laughs> That's not Dan. Hey, hey, buddy. Hey. Yeah, okay. Say hi. Hi. Uh, <laughs> you want to bed? It's getting so big. Look at this guy. He's a monster. Monster. sleep. I'll be right there. Um the uh Dan. So Dan, God. Everybody I get I see so many comments on Dan's posts and Evan steals like, oh Dan's full shit. This is all paid for. All these females are paid for. And it's all bullshit. It is not bullshit. It is as real as as real as it can get, and I'm I'm trying to think of a good story. There's so many good stories because I've known Dan for years now, and um, I, I want to I don't want to get anybody in trouble, so I'm trying to think of one that's uh, appropriate because it's always wildly, <laughs> wildly <laughs> appropriate. <laughs> there are good stories. <laughs> Uh, and, and this is real like these you know th- this is these are not these girls don't get paid okay <laughs> this is as real as shit gets i'll, I'll well, here's a short one i remember the first conversation that we had uh dan wanted to put on some more muscle and he got referred to me through a friend of a friend and they said look if you want to put on some size nobody knows what shit like jay talk to him. And, and the first couple of words out of his mouth is like, look, I'm down to do whatever it takes. Nobody likes a fucking quitter. Okay. So I'll take whatever. I don't give a shit. And um, let's just get big. I want to put on 20, 25 pounds. The number, the only thing, the only request I got is that I got to be able to fuck <laughs> six, six, eight, nine times a day. I'm like, okay, I got it. I got just the regimen in mind. Uh, so that that's kind of started our relationship. But um damn, I'm trying to think of a, like I said, a good story that um <laughs> oh god it's it's all real, this shit's real guys, like it doesn't, I, I have, they're
0: actually capturing a moment, it's not like he's like set up and do this no, it's in not like ear, that
2: ear. it's it's just not like that, okay, here, here's one in his house I've been to his house. I don't, I don't. I've been to both of his compounds, and I don't even know how many times. Uh, the let Let's start with the first time I went to Dan Beldarian's house. This was, this was good. I, I so we we go to Vegas, and uh, I'm with the a couple of the marketing guys on the steel team, um, and I'm with my wife Jess, uh, and we pull up to his compound in Vegas, in the middle of the fucking desert it's like 125 degrees outside 120 degrees. Uh, it's so fucking hot. I, I was literally, I stepped outside and I got back in the car just to wait for the, this compound gate to open up. We we pull up to the compound and we see six girls stumbling outside of the gates of this compound, like dropping their shit, scrambling to get into this Uber waiting uh, there to pick them up. And, um, you know everybody in the car was just like well we're we're definitely in the right spot we're here <laughs> we weren't we weren't sure and uh, so we, we start we're getting out of the car we walk up to the front and there's um there's a security guard there at least seven feet tall he had to be seven foot tall and 350 fucking pounds uh everybody's armed there's armed guards around the entire compound and he takes us around back And there's a uh, a turtle farm, a tortoise farm with, like, six uh, sulcata tortoises that were hundreds of pounds. And we come around back uh, side of the compound to the pool area. And Dan is sitting in the hot tub with seven naked women, completely naked, and his buddy, Lynn. Uh, And Lynn's a good guy. He's, uh, He's Film producer and responsible for some pretty big films. Anyways, he's sitting there with seven, seven, eight girls and uh, just shooting the breeze. there's you know, and come up and it's like, yeah, hey, what's going on? And I was like, dude, I just saw a bunch of fucking girls, you know, leaving the party or like leaving, you know, leaving the compound. And he's like, these fucking girls. They come over and they think this. They come over uh, to ride the rides thinking that the circus isn't fucking real or some shit. And and like, if you're not, if you're not here to fucking ride the rides, get the fuck out of my house was basically what he said. And uh, it was at that moment. It was like, wow, this, this dude does not play. He doesn't play. If you come over to his house thinking that if you're not prepared to like, get down, get the fuck out. (laughs) Um, What did Mike Tyson say? If you're not ready to fornicate or whatever. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, if you're not there to uh, ride the rides, get the fuck out of his house. i will put that above my office. <laughs> <laughs> Come to the circus to ride the ride. <laughs> yeah. But there's, there's so many stories. I just – I don't uh, – there's so – I don't want to get – sure There's down. a lot of details left out there. Yes. yes. Yeah, there's a lot of – there's a lot of parts of that story I got to leave out. But it is – yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, well well, Jason, I don't want to get you in trouble. Let's do a little bit of question and answer, and then we're gonna let you go put uh yeah. put your kids to bed. so oh, no, they're, they're gonna be up front of thirty forty, so whatever you guys want to do. okay, cool so let's let's yeah. see what we got, Johnny, if you have any questions for Jason, myself, Eric that was fancy. <laughs> <laughs> What's that?
2: Nationality. I'm going to ask Jason his nationality. Jason, what's your yeah. nationality? What's everybody, your status? Everybody is always wondered like, what the fuck am I? It's a good question. Uh, everybody knows me as, as the everybody's uh, Jason's Korean. Have you ever seen a Korean this big and hairy? <laughs> I You're, keep it from being Korean. <laughs> exactly. Right. You know, I've, if I'm covered in hair, uh, so my mother is British, uh, French, Irish, German. And my father is Japanese and Korean, Korean Japanese. Um, we, we also did some 23 me tests and, and he was not too happy about the Japanese side. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, I don't know. Somewhere along the line, somebody got raped by a Japanese. I don't know. That so yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a mutt. I'm, I'm everything, man.
0: <laughs> uh, says, uh, Nicholas says, Aaron, will be Redcon will be at the Olympia in December. Thoughts on the show moving to Planet Hollywood. So Redcon 1 will be part of the Olympia weekend. We will not have a booth this year at the Olympia. Um, so um, the, the plan is I still want to be part of the show. I still want to sponsor the show. I don't want the expense of having a booth. Ah, uh, this year. Um, I don't know what else we'll do there. I'm trying to think of other cool stuff that Eric and I can do, and Redcon can do to be part of the event on a, on a maybe a little more guerrilla marketing side. Uh, I don't know about you, Jason. What do you, What do you think? Uh, what's What's your
2: idea? Are you going to do the Olympia again? Um, we're probably yeah we're gonna we're gonna pass on the Olympia, guys. It's, yeah, uh, you know we've we've spoken about this, and, and with with this whole COVID thing who knows if that's even actually going to happen, you know? Yeah. And if it does, how many people are going to fucking show up? Cause it's not, it's not like the Arnold where the people that show up to the Arnold live within the vicinity. The majority of people I feel that show up to the Olympia are, are flying in. And so, I don't know. I mean, I just, unfortunately I've got, I got a lot to say about pro body and building that isn't the greatest. I, I just, I feel it's a dying sport at this point. And,
0: Yeah. You know, uh, I know both you and I and Eric, uh, love pro body, but I love bodybuilding. You know, I can't help it. I love, I love it. And, uh, you know, I I hope that it doesn't die. It needs to evolve. Just like, just like Heather report here has evolved and we're doing this. It needs to figure out its next big thing. And, uh, hopefully, you know, Dan Solomon has been my friend for, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, forever for 15 plus years. And I want to see his Olympia be successful. I want to support the Olympia, but man, those the, the the expos in general. You, you made a great point because the Arnold is people that are driving distance, so those yeah. are people who are relatively local. And the fans that show up to the Arnold,
2: man, I mean, they're crazy. They're different. Yeah, they're into it. it they're passionate. They're there. Then you know they 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 they're breathing this shit. Whereas at the Olympia, it's a different energy. It's not bad energy. It's just different. More passive. Yeah. 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 It's like fuck yeah. you. Worst examples for us as a uh, as. Exhibitors, there
0: are people that go – maybe it's because they're driving. I don't know. But they buy more stuff. So right. you're going to be able to bring back more money. That's cold weather. weather. People probably – maybe it's just because of that what you said. Maybe it's simple as that. Is that for me personally, there's no fucking way I'm buying a five-pound jug, a five pound jug of protein and flying it back to wherever <laughs> the are, right? He's right. not doing right. that. But if you're driving in your car, it's no big deal, right? Right. Right. And uh, I mean, I don't even want to, I wouldn't even want to put anything in my bag extra. So you know, I'm not buying anything other than maybe a t-shirt and even that, you know? Um, so and, I that's probably a lot of it.
2: I agree with you. And that's the, 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 the last couple of, gosh, Olympias that we did do. Yeah, we brought product, but the first one, we went a little heavy on the product. The second one, we, we went lighter. And and I told the guys, it's like, look, the, the main objective to go out here is it's not to sell product. We'll bring product if people want it, and we'll you know deep discount it and whatnot. But the goal here is to go out and shake hands and just connect with everybody. That's it. Yeah.
0: Well, I think honestly, I think that that so, and I've talked to Dan about this is that they need to think of what is the next evolution of expos because this is not a long lasting business plan anymore. People have access to Jason Hub via Instagram, via all those other places to get content. Back when I went to Olympia the first time in 1999, uh, to meet Jay Cutler and to interact with Jay Cutler, there's no other fucking way to get any other Jay Cutler other than Mitsu Origabi's videos that were terrible. I mean, I, I was watching and shit. So to go meet him and take a picture and talk to him was priceless now anybody could be doing it right now on facebook instagram live you know so the value of going there and meeting your your favorite is is much less than it used to be so now they i think they need to do something where it's like you know when you go to the and i have only been to one but the, the whole like experience for the nfl like when you go to the super bowl you're in it's interactive you're not just going there to meet somebody you're going there to interact with the whole thing that they're doing You know, experiential. Experiential. That's exactly it. There need to come up with whatever that is gonna be. There needs to be some way because otherwise just going in line for a booth to meet Jason, huh? The appeal is less
1: than it used to be. Well then last year's Olympia too, like I've been I went to every Arnold since ninety six, every Olympia, I think, since like ninety seven or ninety-eight. And you know, the bodybuilders at some point were at least there. I couldn't name you a men's open athlete. Who was at the Olympia Expo last year? None of them were there. No. It's like they're they're now we're all, I I hate to say this because a lot of them are our friends, but they've got the mentality of that they're LeBron James. Yeah. And the the thing is, what makes bodybuilding amazing is you could actually work out at the gym with your hero. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, but you're not going to go play one on one against LeBron,
2: but. You gotta. You gotta uh, you, uh, well, if you I think you're, you're, reason, like, you're thinking you're LeBron James is because you've got you know two million, a million followers on Instagram, and the fact of the matter is you're not fucking LeBron James. You're a are meathead. You're a bunch yeah. of trucks running through your system, and I can say shit like this because I was one. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I totally agree with you. I think that it's that that these not, things, not to take away from bodybuilders, but. No. The, the, the problem is is that tr- the drugs have a tendency to make you think you're here and you're not right you get the superman syndrome going and you know trust me there's nothing like a, a nice strong trend test GH cocktail <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I, mind, Jason are you making your
2: supplements available in Canada oh god Wait, what was that
0: William says, are you going to make your supplements more, more available in Canada? Well, uh, uh,
2: William, the, there's parts of the line that are, you know, obviously available in Canada and there's certain products that are, that are not. uh, And that's because the, your, the laws and rules in Canada, they don't, they don't care for, they don't like some of the ingredients like alpha yohembeam. Like really? some of the things that we see is very basic Canada is forbidden so we'd rather um, we would rather be respectful of every country's rules and guidelines uh, than to just send them regardless to get anybody in trouble yeah yeah uh,
0: Canada is uh, it's first off it's a a long long effort I mean us to to go through and get our NPNs it takes years, you know, and then, yeah, you, a lot of times you have to change formulas and, you know, bastardize a formula for a lot of companies that, that's popular to fit into the, the narrow rules. Yeah. Uh, and I, I know you, Jason, well, you're not going to water down a formula that's doing well so it can go into a place. So that that makes sense. It's this one. Yeah. Uh, well, right. Can I ever do a collaboration with another brand on a supplement? like others have. I don't know, Jose. I don't know. I've never really considered that. we never talked about that. It's funny because when I was downstairs before we did this interview, Ricky, who was one of our developers said, would we ever do a collaboration with steel supplements? And the truth is we've never even considered that. I've just never, never, I've I just I wouldn't even know that. how, but I mean, I guess. Yeah, sure. I, I don't know what the mechanics of that would even, how that would even work. I mean, right. I've never considered that before. I've been very careful about doing any partnerships with anybody um, because, you know, just being completely forthcoming, you know, you don't want to um, elevate or or lift a specific product that has somebody else's name on it. Uh, We've even been careful with that with our own athletes. So like there's athletes that said, man, I want to do my own pre-workout and they they work for Redcon and, and, and are under contract. I'm still like, yeah, but I don't know how that works. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not, Necessarily opposed to it if it was two great companies like Steel and Redcon, but I don't also don't know how it would work or if that would really even be a good idea. To be honest, yeah, right. So, right. So. I um, mean, yeah. I mean, to be
2: honest, well, I mean, true, true story, uh, it, it wasn't too long ago that uh, when I when I first um, conceived of Steel, Aaron was almost going to be a part of it. <laughs> It kinda was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that that's a, that's a story I think nobody knows. Nobody knows. I never told that story. Nobody knows that story. Um should I tell them? Yeah, fuck yeah. Tell them. <laughs> tell so them. how many years has it been? Uh, four, four, five years. I don't know. I reached out to I had this five I years idea. Yeah, five years. Yeah. I was wanting to start a supplement company and um you know, I knew Aaron was down South Florida and, and Aaron had kind of a a feel for the ins and outs of, of the land, the, the supplement, the land. And, uh, and um, I was thinking at the time, I was like, well, I really wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it by myself or I wanted to do a partnership. And I reached out to Aaron and Aaron's like, fuck yeah, let's do it. We're going to, you know, I'll, I'll set up the, you know, the, the LLCs. And, and um, uh, we started to get the ball rolling over the course of a couple months. And, and I think we were doing some product testings and, and Aaron's it, Aaron's, vision of for what a brand should be was it wasn't necessarily what my vision was. And uh, I recognized that really quickly. I wasn't, that wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't a make or break situation, but it, it just caused me to think, you know, I know Aaron's got Aaron's at a different, like he's already done this for a certain amount of years and and, and I might not have and, and Aaron I could see was wanting to head in a more global brand very quickly whereas i was still stuck in a bodybuilders mentality type brand and uh i I recognized that it was still a stepping stone that i had to get past before it it could ever me and eric myself and Aaron, could see eye to eye on anything at the time um and and to be honest i i i I, you know, Aaron, you were dealing with some shit back then. What I told Jason, fuck it. You can just say it. <laughs> well, I, honest to God, I didn't know. I just, I started hearing rumors and I was like, oh, fuck. And, You know, I was just like, you know what? I'll just do this shit on my own. And, um, and, and I think I, I got a couple, I got a couple text messages just like, go fuck yourself, Jason, from Aaron. No, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <But laughs> so, no, I, no I think, yeah, I yeah, know. I, I think, uh, yeah. It, it, it didn't end so uh, so well i didn't you know i didn't take it too personally i, I was like look it's, it's it's nothing against you personally at all it, it wasn't and uh i just knew it, i i didn't want to get into it if knowing in my heart and my gut that i was going to ever uh clash with some of the the, the intentions and, and goals that i had with the brand and because i could see your vision whether you said it or not i could see it was, it was in a different direction which you know as as you can see redcon and steel they, they are, they're they're you know, they're in two different stratospheres. They're just different, and uh, teach their own. And um, uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll, it was it was all good lessons, and, and I was grateful to you know to even share some of the. Uh, the conversations that we had and, and maybe the disagreements and, and, and you know, I go fuck yourselves. <laughs> like, and uh, yeah, now I'm Aaron still owns a steel supplements fucking domain. All right. You still owns. I think he still owns like steel dot com. He's like and I, and I said, hey, can I get that? And he's like, fuck you. You got to pay for it. And I'm like, oh, forget it. <laughs> So, so okay. So, I so then I now I have to tell my side of the whole thing. Now, <laughs> now I,
0: you know. I, I, I wasn't going to do it, but I'll tell my oh, side. Please, I think your recollection may be, may be very different than mine. Um, like, <laughs> it's you guys are married, so, so. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's, it's like you know, you, you have one person and another person, reality. right? So, my recollection was that we, we started steel supplements. I had another business partner who's no longer a business partner, and that business partner owned part of steal supplements with me and Jason and he didn't do anything he didn't that do that
2: business partner scared me
0: yes okay okay so now we're getting close to the truth so, <laughs> so 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 this partner this partner who goes nameless the one who shall not be named right he uh he was uh not of help to steal supplements or any other business he was part of right and uh so we were going ahead with this. And then me and that partner had a big partnership dispute where we had drama, a lot of drama. And that partner called Jason and informed him of his, uh, theory or his, it wasn't even a theory, his delusion. belief delusion. I don't even know if it was a delusion. It was like just a lie, maybe. Mm-hmm. So told Jason, nice. a lot of, yeah, <laughs> delusion is a nice way than just lie. And he told Jason his lies, um, so that he could poison Jason and my relationship. And that he told Jason, like, hey, I don't want nothing to do with steel supplements. You fuck, fuck off. Take that shit. I don't want nothing to do. I never wanted to do anything with it. This was all Aaron's idea. He wanted to do it with you. I never wanted to. And <laughs> and my, recollect, like, my recollection of the event was that And Jason called me and said, hey, yeah, this is a lot. This is more than I more than I intended. So, I don't know I how. I want nothing to do with. Yeah. yeah. So, so I don't know how we got to this point, but like whether he's lying or you're telling the truth or what's going on, I just don't want to do this. And, uh, and you know, to be honest with you now, um, obviously the things worked out the way that they were supposed to the whole time. And and I'm, I'm very happy for Jason and I'm, and I'm happy that we're here doing this and I would would never want anything to be different. This is the way that it was meant to be at the time. I was upset because I knew that I never did anything wrong and that I was caught in the middle was being penalized by some other lunatics actions and this this was not just a an isolated instance with jason i also owned a company with kai green with dana and uh, dina and rob bailey and i had other things cooking that were that were also ruined uh, as a result of this ex-partner's irrational actions and telling people lies so there's a bunch of a cascade of negative effects which may or may not i don't remember have had me text jason fuck you uh, you know, I don't remember, but no, it wasn't. It wasn't a, a literal. Result, a, a result, uh, result of Jason's actions, because now when I think back, if I I, I literally told Ryan, our chief marketing officer, a, a very small portion of this same story before we started you know, downstairs in my office, and I told him honestly, how can you fault him if it was me in the exact same situation? I would be the same way. I'd be like, Jesus Christ, how did I get into this? If you guys go there. I'm gonna go there. You know. Yeah. And, uh, and i get it and if i still own steel subs.com you can have it oh god no i think it was like steel com. i think yeah because yeah, yeah, well, yours are steel subs usa right well if you want steel subs.com i've got a great
2: deal for you <laughs> 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 I was
0: like, hey, no.
2: oh god! now no.
0: you know now you know the whole story and by the way jason i never would have uh told that story if it weren't for you all so. good,
2: dude. Uh, seriously, like it's and it's it, it was some time before we we reconnected, but you know i, I i've um, I think we've we all grew re- reconnected that World's Strongest Man. And we were there. Yeah. The we did.
0: The we yeah. were, uh, backstage or whatever you want to call it, with uh with Brian Shaw and
2: Half gore and the rest of the guys. you yeah. you had the biggest human being on Earth there, and and I had a plane tormenting the entire show. Yes, he did. He had a plane yeah. dragging his banner up and down. Very smart. <laughs> I like. Oh, they were so pissed. Oh, yeah, no, it was pissed.
0: Great. Um, so um, we were able to reconnect. And uh, it's it's I remembered why I liked Jason all over again. You know, so uh, <laughs> things work out, you know, sometimes things in life for people who are watching seem like they're bad or it doesn't make sense or why did it happen or or, you know, whatever. And And maybe that's the reason why the next good thing is going to happen. And that's happened to me personally over and over again. A bad thing a terrible thing, um, like the partnership. The bad thing was me and Jason uh, going our separate ways. The partnership dispute was terrible, but it ended up creating the best thing in my life, which is one of the best things. Other than my kid, the best business thing that happened in my life, which is Red kind 1, of and, and doing this here with, with Eric here and talking to you today. If it wasn't for that, none of that would have happened. So you know, it's very easy to point to all the bad things that are going on in your life currently. we got the coronavirus, people are unemployed, but keep your eyes open because a good opportunity is just right around the corner.
2: Yeah, it really is. I, I do. I do some of my best work, I think, under an immense amount of pressure uh, and under uh, uncertain times. So I, I can completely agree with that. Mm-hmm. I'm always trying to like create sometimes artificial um, scenarios to, to push myself and propel myself forward. Yeah.
0: It's funny how it goes. I think natural born entrepreneurs, people like me and you and Eric, um, sometimes when it gets too easy, it's like, well, fuck. I remember there was a, there was a moment at the yeah. very end with, with that past company and that past partner where I was like, man, it's like, I don't even need to push anymore because things are going so good and it's so easy and it's just happening automatically. And then all of a sudden it exploded and Redcon <laughs> started and, you know, I felt immense pressure, like incredible, incredible pressure. And that's what really created the, the diamond that is Redcon 1, because if it wasn't for that pressure, and now, yeah, we, we even though we're growing very fast, um, there's almost more pressure now. There's almost more uh, yeah. potential negative things that could happen around the corner that often seem like they're going to happen. Well, honestly, like when we
1: have a somewhat calm day, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just like, oh, wait a minute. There's uh, no pressure right now, and it's, it's, scary. it's well, because uh, it's like... You know, you never want it to be that situation where there's not pressure anymore. Yeah, you know, I mean you're I not ready. Right yeah, it feels like if you're not pushing yourself, you're not pushing to, into that uncomfortable level, then you're
0: probably not in the right place at all. Right. You know? uh, but Jason, I just want to thank you so much for coming on, being our very first guest on the new Readiness Report, um, and uh, and thanking you for for coming on here and being super duper more transparent than I thought you'd be. Uh, oh, which I did not be transparent, but you you went. Past <laughs> the level of comfort
2: into the level of uncomfort, and I gotta, I gotta. Oh, I'll, I'll go as deep as you guys want to go. If, if we uh, keep talking for hours, I don't, whatever. But uh, I appreciate I, you guys. You know, when before we even did this,
0: I told you that you know the the plan of the show is to have panels on of conflicting ideas and and debate it, you know, argue stuff out. And uh, I know based on us talking many times that you'd be great, and I'd love to definitely love to have you on to to talk to people that don't agree with you. uh yeah. That's uh, that's. You know, I love, I love debate. Uh, I'm a fan of conflicting ideas. I'm a fan of hashing out thoughts. And, uh, and this show is going to be,
2: that's one of the things we're going to do. Yeah. You guys, I mean, you guys got any other questions or anything you want to cover? Cause like I said, I got the old time in the world. <laughs> we're going to go one more. Johnny okay. says one, more,
0: our director over here, says, Jason will steal ever tap into the strongman powerlifting market. would love to see half Thor become a steel athlete.
2: Well, I mean, why not? Um, if, uh, I, I don't see why we wouldn't. We're, You know, Seals, we we, we wouldn't... Um, uh, Dan was there and worked out with Thor, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, Thor is, I mean, a phenomenal. I, I, I've never spoken with a gentleman, but, I mean, God, he's a mountain of a man. And I, I as long as, you know, we could maybe spend some time and, and kind of get to know each other, we're... Seals are very adamant on getting to understand one's, you know, core beliefs and motives. So um, I, I would totally entertain the idea. It's, it's, well, absolutely yeah
0: he seemed like he would be a good fit i mean obviously the strongman you i know you're a fan of uh strongman
2: and strong men are very unique you know I, I, and i say spending the time with the world's men the world's strongest man uh you know powerlifters are they're they're different they're they don't need supplements and most of them are just like fuck supplements the fuck do i need supplements for you know and so um i, I have yet to meet you know, one that is really wanted to was very uh, authentic in them wanting to embrace the brand and 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 be a part of the product. And and when one of the things that we we um, are very adamant on when we bring on an athlete is that they do not endorse a product that they do not feel comfortable talking or endorsing. We only the only thing that we ask of you is if you want to endorse it, great. If you don't, you want to endorse. The clothing, it doesn't matter. But if, it, if it's not organic and, and you don't genuinely use it, forget it. I don't, because the people are going to know. And I don't, I don't want to lie to, to our, 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 customers, our fans, uh, period. So we feel, we feel the exact same way. Literally. That's the same thing. we tell,
0: I tell people, and I won't even sponsor somebody unless they've tried the products and liked the product. And we no longer like, you know, we're not at a place that I would ever pay somebody to tell. Uh, people that, that they're fans that they like something that they haven't even tried. A lot of people will offer that. I've had plenty of people contact me and go, like, Oh, I would love to uh, work with RedCon, what what product do you like? Well oh, I've never tried the product. am like Fuck, get out of here, bro. what do you mean? You never <laughs> right. tried the products, why would we sponsor you?
2: Oh man, I, I I get it. I totally
0: get it. What okay, let's let's end with this. I don't know if you're gonna answer this one. What <laughs> uh, regimen did
2: you put Dan on? Oh God. Um <laughs> Well, depending on 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 you know what Dan's because Dan's goals change and his resumes change on on a every quarter basis, right? Uh, so he's definitely okay. on steel products. He's used all the steel products. He's a huge fan of N07. Um, uh, I gotta ask, before
0: you go any further. Did you really? Honestly, was that real?
2: Where you what? shipped him to like fucking Tahiti or something? The the product? Oh, the BVI, absolutely 110 real. It was on Thanksgiving. No shit. You yeah, know he was doing? down you forgot to pack it and you sent somebody yeah, great fucking pissed. Like, I called him up and I'm like dude we just um we got black friday coming up it's thanksgiving okay. let me get you some product and he goes uh dude I'm down at the fucking bvi and my goddamn chef forgot to pack my my product I'm like holy shit okay uh and we literally I was like fuck it I, what initially the, the plan kind of got fucked up because I have a buddy that owns uh, a private plane company, and I was just going to have one of our guys fly down private jet, uh, but that didn't work out because the plane, I guess, before takeoff started having technical difficulties. I was like, okay, well, thank God we're not doing that. We bought plane tickets last minute. <laughs> so it was sounds like a win. What do you mean? <laughs> oh no, totally. It was definitely a win. I was like, the last thing we need is you know somebody. Yeah, we don't need any plane accidents. Uh, so yeah, that was totally real, one hundred and ten percent. I, again, I don't like doing anything unless it's completely legit. I, 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 don't. It doesn't feel right morally. It doesn't sit right. But as far as Dan's regimens, if you're regarding, if it's regarding like, you know, some of his cycles and whatnot, I, you know, I, that's that's information I keep between him and I. And any of, one of my clients would ask that I do that. So, but as far as the steel products go. Uh, he's definitely used the Andros. Um, huge fan of the N07 lately. He loves Vegpro like no other, uh, and we, yeah, we sent him tons of Vegpro, and he just goes through that shit like shit through a goose. Um, what else? Gosh, the Andros. I've said that, but yeah, that's uh, those are his those are his go-to's. He, he doesn't. Um, he's a, he's a man of 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 discipline and and. I, I, I say that because he he's follows a regimen and he sticks to it. The guy eats super clean. Um, and when he puts his mind some, to something, he, he will definitely do it. Uh, he, he may look like a party animal, and He's definitely done his fair share of partying in the past. But, um, I mean, the guy follows a, a very strict diet and regimen. A guy who trains every Big fucking shot. day. Yeah, no, totally. And everybody's just like, oh, it's a bunch of drugs. It's like, no, this, I can't. The problem that I've had with Dan is getting Dan to not work out when his CPK levels are in the thousands and I'm like, dude, you got to fucking stop. Like, and he's like, I'm dragging. I'm like, take a day off. He's like day off for fucking quitters. You know, that's his line. Like, you know, everything's for fucking quitters. So he just keeps going and he'll train seven days a week for as long as he can until he can't fucking move. And he's got, you know, fucking 10 horse a day sucking on his man juice. And it's like, you know, <laughs> dude, you can only get off so many times. And you're fucking man 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 juice. juice it's a powerful substance there's <laughs> a big difference in prolactin release when you when you when you ejaculate instead of a woman versus in your hand you know that right <laughs> 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 uh,
0: as, as we're talking, Johnny is scrolling on this right side of the screen through Dan's Instagram. I guess looking for pictures. It's very distracting. I got to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't
2: ever go to his fucking house. It's like, oh my god, I, I don't uh, think we'd be alive. My wife would definitely not be okay with us. Oh uh, no, I just bring mine with me every time. I don't. You, of course, you have to see. I my wife would be okay as long as I brought her. See, that was a smart move. I just bring her. I don't. I don't play
0: those stupid games. I don't need that shit in my life. Well, you, I mean, even if you're playing zero games, you say I'm going there, but you're not coming. It's probably not going to go too good. Why? Why, why even bother? No, <laughs> you're the fucking drama. Dude. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jason, thank you very much. Speaking of drama, it's uh, 940 and I'm still at the office, so I better get the hell out of here. And yeah. uh, I appreciate you coming on the show and being our very first guest. And as long as you're willing, you certainly will be back uh, in the in the near future to come uh, Hang out, shoot the shit, and uh, start some shit.
2: Definitely. Gotta get some uh, meteor questions next time.
0: Yes, yeah, so, oh well these guys are live. Don't blame, don't blame the people alive. You know look, they they don't, debate. They don't have a lot of substance, these guys. Oh uh,
2: <laughs> thank you guys very much for having me. It was a pleasure and honored. Thank you, Jason. Thank
0: you so much for for being on. We appreciate it, Jason, buddy. Talk soon, okay? Thank you. All right. Well, that is it. That is it. Here. it's a good good first episode. A long well, episode,
1: probably. Yeah, well, oh, people, we do, if but if it, it, people
0: enjoyed it. You know, an hour and forty minutes, two hours is not like the, the longest of all time. I've done three hour episodes of shows back in the day. The, Off- I of know, the Johnny. really? Johnny's the one sweating about it. Johnny's like, bub, bub, I gotta go home. Home, long drive. I <laughs> <laughs> gotta drive an hour to get home. Okay, come on. <laughs> uh, look, we appreciate you guys being with us. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, the hour and 40 minutes for me, and he went past like that. Very oh, yeah, quick. No. Um, I do have
1: guests like Jason, I mean, who are, will talk and they're engaging. You know, that's, the, that's the best part about it, right? Because he wasn't holding back on anything yet. Yeah, we probably could have got a lot deeper, but he told a story I had no expectation that he would tell. So
0: <laughs> never in a million years. So I appreciated that. We had a lot of fun with Jason. You know, I think that Jason is sort of like in our industry a little bit of an enigma now because yeah. he was this huge pro bodybuilder who was arguably one of the biggest of all time. Uh, in terms of size, certainly, and then also in terms of impact, because he was a big, made a big impact uh, initially, and then again with Animal, and and then he left suddenly, as, as fast as he came on, it became a big deal, he was gone, and, and there wasn't a lot of explanation about why. And then he started a company, which also, well, me, and then, <laughs> and then not with me, and then uh, and then became a, a tremendous deal with that, and and Steel has become a big player uh, in the direct-to-consumer uh, supplement market, I mean, it's a major, major, right. I mean. Because we know, we we look at those things and uh, we look at who's a big player and who's not. And if you think of the top three or four supplement companies, sports supplement companies in the entire world direct-to-consumer, Jason is one of those. I don't know what in the position he's at, but he's up there, you know. And uh, companies that you may think are far bigger than Steel aren't even getting close to touching Jason and Steel direct-to-consumer. And, strong brand. Uh, so he's created a really strong, very profitable brand uh, for himself that means something to a lot of people. So you have to really salute him from going from being elite at one thing to elite at another thing because that's very hard to do. Very few people can go from the best at one thing to the best at another thing.
1: It's almost impossible a lot of times. Yeah, that's great to see that mentally he was able to make that shift where he doesn't – the bodybuilding, he can set it on the shelf and not keep thinking about the past. Take that same principles and move into the future. Yep. so hopefully today you guys got an idea of what
0: the show is going to be about, what Redcon 1s – uh, Readiness report is truly about, and there is a lot, lot more to come. We have a lot of exciting shows planned. We have a lot of exciting guests. We have people that you would not expect to see and hear from on the uh, Redcon One Readiness Report. And hopefully, you got an idea of the spirit that the show is about with this episode, showing that Steel Supplements, who's a competitor by all you know, by everybody's you yeah. know rationale, would be a competitor. But we had them on here. We embraced them. We showed his commercial and everything else because. We are not, we, even in the spirit of competition, which Jason even admitted is a great thing, and I believe competition is a good thing, we don't believe that one person's success needs to be another person's failure. And, uh, and it's been a lot of fun to have him on, a lot of fun to do this with you. And uh, this is the first of many, many readiness reports. So thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. We will see you next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and on iTunes, if that's what you're listening right now, and everywhere else that podcasts are found. So thank you very much. See you next week.